I am reading Britney Spears, so okay. it's going to sound a little odd. different. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to sound not yeah. Okay, okay. She posts weird. Yes. Okay. Well, I forgot to eat yesterday. I saw a Jack in the Box. I've never ate there a day in my fucking life. I was like, holy shit! And when I saw that big sign of pictures of the food, normally hate looking at food, but it's timing. Holy hog heavens, I got a cookie and cream milkshake and a double cheeseburger. Well, I had been crying in my car, but nobody could tell. Only me. My face still looked normal. I was fine. But then there was this big man in the fucking window. Window emoji. (laughs) Okay. He gave me pity. It's going to be okay, he said to her. What the fuck did he just say to me? He doesn't know me. Sure. I sure as hell don't know his ass. So why did he say that? It's it's all going to be okay. I was offended. Fuck you, stupid man in the jack in the box. You don't know me. You're not my blood. So go fuck yourself. What? That is, is that real? Yeah. Oh, Brittany. Well, okay. My question is, why does she have a birthday tribute to her sister on her Instagram? That's like, seems very heartfelt and genuine. What is going on over there? I don't know. You know, I can kind of see that one. Like things seem weird, but if you Mm -hmm. asked me to do one for my own sister who's put me through a lot of shit. I could do one. Mm -hmm. Like if something big happened or whatever, I could do it. Or if she asked me or we had a come to Jesus moment, it was like, can you get these people off of me? Yeah. And so she did it. So fans would leave her sister alone. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but it's just been, I don't know. I don't know. Cause there's this very fine line of, why, if she wants to be what some of us might consider crazy, then she can mm-hmm. be crazy. Yeah. But we've always known, even when she was in, before the conservatorship and after, yes. I've always known there wasn't something mm-hmm. completely right. That she, she should possibly be on something. Well, I don't know. She always struck me as kind of like an Anna Nicole Smith, where it was like, you know, she was kind of thrown into this life and used up and manipulated by people and does you know and she doesn't really have a concept of not reality but like the real world maybe like that's just she's always going to come at it from a skewed perspective because she's Britney Spears you know so maybe she did actually have this interaction the jack in the box and it really messed with her because she didn't understand it you know the so only thing though. I could That's think, so and then weird. it kind of made me mad, was that she was implying that, oh, the guy working at Jack in the Box is telling me it's going to be okay. That's who's telling me. Like, that's how I kind of was like, okay, the, saying yeah. it's all going to be okay is not, it's not like saying you should smile. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it's like you're gonna be all right. Yeah, you see somebody, it looks like they're having a rough time, mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, you got that." Like we were talking yeah. about the mom, and yeah, was, mm-hmm. you walk by and say, "You got it. You got it. You're all right. No worries. Yeah. No judgment." Yeah. And it sounded mm. like the guy was just like, she said, I didn't look like I was crying. Well, clearly you did. If he's Of like, course. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. But I feel like that's just one human compassion or another. You see somebody upset mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, it's going to be all right. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was just trying like, to comfort someone in that moment. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure she thinks that she looked totally fine, <laughs> you know. Oh. Yeah. But the you know, I was like. She's driving. I don't know why. <laughs> oh God! I'm like, why is she in a car alone? I know. Where is her husband? I was wondering that too. I was like, why is she alone in a car? Where is she going? And what is wrong with pictures of food? You can't go to IHOP or Waffle House. I know, right? <laughs> I just don't. Who gets to eat a whole day? <laughs> I'm not me. Not this girl. I remember. I forgot to eat yesterday. What? What How? are you talking about? I was like, I forgot to breathe. How? How did that happen? And not just, for nothing. She doesn't even have a job. So why does she forget to eat? She's not that busy. <laughs> She's so busy. <laughs> She's so busy making dance videos. And her, but I was and, just, it's it was just kind of a knee jerk, like, okay, yeah, so we all know there's a problem. Yeah, something's going on over there. Because number one, she's in her old house. That I thought she moved out of. Yeah, like her husband bought the new house and some people said that he moved into it. Mm-hmm. Which is scary. If she's in this house and he's mm-hmm. in that house. I've never liked him. I thought he was a fuck boy. He mm-hmm. used to be on the Dirty, which is a terrible website, terrible mm-hmm. place. But he was on there. People posted about him. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a pay to play. Mm-hmm. And... But on on other hand, I thought he was kind of like controlled the environment. You know what I mean? She's in love with him. So he can can kind of control her chaos to a degree. So I had a little bit of respect for Mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Keeping that within its bubble and happy. But Mm -hmm. if he's over there, now she's a jack-in-the-box crying in a car. (laughs) How is Britney Spears crying in a jack-in-the-box alone? She's got so many people that love her. I love Jack in the Box. We don't even have them. <laughs> I just want to know what's going on with her. Like, I wish that, I mean, I know the conservatorship ended. I don't think she needed necessarily to be under her dad's thumb, but I wish there was somebody in her life that could take real care of her. It, it, this, I think that he abused it. And it, mm-hmm. it's terrifying to me to think that your parent would do that. I was like, I couldn't imagine Mm-hmm. Not having somebody in my life that I could tr- couldn't trust with full control if I had to hand it over. This is why I go back to my statement that I think she needs to be with Liam Neeson. <laughs> I think she needs an old daddy. Yeah. That's going to give her what she wants and let her play and have her fun. But he's going to be like, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we're going to need about eight hours of sleep tonight, babe. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. I can't diagnose it because it's from afar, but it feels a little bit bipolar-ish. Mm-hmm. She's always yeah. back and forth, mm-hmm. going into manic episodes. But yeah. you know what it irritates me? Everybody always says, and they're fucking right. If it was a woman, like if Kanye West hasn't been locked down into a conservatorship. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
But women, they do it to all the time. Fuck, man. Poor Brittany. Let's free Brittany again. Let's, let's make that happen. From again. herself? Yeah, from herself. <laughs> Liam Neeson, I'm going to need you to step in there, bud, okay? It's, it's time. It's been long enough. It's time. Could you just maybe take her to dinner, all right? Just take her to dinner. That's all she needs. Um, so I saw this thing on TikTok. That's a trend. And I posted this on Instagram earlier this morning where I said, I said, I see this trend going around and it seems sweet, but it is what I think would be the cause of my divorce. And it's okay, when I haven't so been on TikTok like, in a while. So it's like a holiday party. I'm sure you've seen it. It's like this big holiday party and it's like a Friendsgiving and all the guys show up wearing the same shirt. Have you seen that? Like the wild. I think so, actually. The yeah, I think all so. Bought their spouses the same shirt, and the guys all come to the party together, and they realize one at a time that their mm-hmm. wife has tricked yes, them into wearing the that. shirt, and they all match. I said that would be the quickest way for me to get a divorce. My husband would walk in, and then turn around, and his bag would be on his back, and he'd be walking out. <laughs> Why? Like, nope. He would absolutely hate that. That would be the worst moment of his life. He'd be like, "I match everybody." No. 17 of us went to Disney World. We all wore matching shirts except one person. Can you imagine who didn't? <laughs> What's the rebellion for? What is that? I don't know. I'm like, you don't. He's like, no, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I'm not doing it. And I was like, 17 You're of us are going to do it. You're very resistant to this. Yes. Like, aggressively resistant you to know this. What the, I, I want to know res- what the core of this is. I kind of respect it a little bit because <laughs> he doesn't give in. <laughs> and everybody gave him shit. Everybody. We even didn't, we didn't include him in the picture. <laughs> in a big group picture and he didn't get in it. He was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yep. He didn't give a shit. I said, that reminds me of the one post I think I've seen, or it might have been on TikTok or somebody posted. It says, don't forget to make sure the people your kids are dating are on the outside of the picture, like on the outside, <laughs> so you can crop them out. Yeah. <laughs> Later, you can crop them out. Yeah. <laughs> make yeah. sure they're off to the, the very end. That's smart. That's actually like, really that's, smart. She can just like, snip that. the holiday pictures. Yep. Yeah, but I keep seeing, I saw it again today, this morning when I was scrolling through it and I was like, there's no fucking way I can, that I, my husband showed up to something like that, that he's staying. No. I don't think mine would care. He would be like, whatever. Like, no. he'll, he'll, he could be strong-willed on other shit. Yeah. Like, he'll go head to head with, even my dad, I don't go head to head with my dad, though, but, but stuff like that, like, I'm not, I paint the whole house pink. He's like, do what you want to do. Yeah. I'm like, wear this shirt. He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's funny you said that because I feel like Kevin's that way about almost everything. But when Except it comes to matching shirt. stuff, it's like, absolutely not. Although I got him a shirt this year for Christmas and it's matching shirts with me for Christmas. And one says um, chest. Mine says chest and his says nuts. So it's chestnuts. <laughs> that's funny. But he was like, yeah, I'll wear that. And I was like, so this is the matching shirt you'll wear. And he was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that's a duet. It has to go together. Yeah, More exactly. It doesn't match. Everybody. It's like not like the crowd. cutesy, like, you know. But Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I guess if I was wearing all matching shirts, I'd be like, those are all a bunch of Republicans at Disney World together. <laughs> 
I hate it when you see somebody like rocking an American mm-hmm. flag shirt. You're like, and you don't know. You give them a side eye. You're like, I bet you're, I bet you love Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I saw that and I was like, okay, so let me post this up. And it was like 700 people who voted on this. And every, it was like, it was pretty heavy that I said, would, I said, would this cause a divorce? I think was the question on the poll, yes or no. And mm-hmm. I think like 70% said no. <laughs> I was like, to those 30 yeses, I hear you, sister. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. I'm trying to think what, what is my hot thing that I'm like a hard no on, but I can't think of something what it like is that. With the money. I don't know. I'm a hard no on so many things, but they're like dumb shit. Well, that's kind of dumb. That's what I'm saying. What's something that is dumb that I'm like steadfast on? Okay. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's something. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that I'm like, maybe I'm not a hard no on a lot. There's a lot of things where I'm like, I don't want to do that, but I'll do it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to like really think about that. Um, I'd be a hard no on like a neighborhood party. That's going to always be a hard no. Really? On a neighbor- <laughs> Your parents live next door. Are you staying with them? You don't want a party. <laughs> I always Your mom's well, outside like, are you fucking kidding me, Melissa? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, good. I'm going to fucking clean. No, <laughs> but um, no, I always hear about people like doing neighborhood things. Like block parties and, and stuff. Playing yeah, getting together mm-hmm. with people next door and doing mm-hmm. block parties and playing games and all the mm-hmm. kids knowing each other. And I'm like, I don't like this. This <laughs> feel, I this feels really awkward and really feels like a village. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Like I feel it like doesn't it doesn't take a village in my house. <laughs> I'm like, or we're making this happen, guys. Mm-hmm. Like we're only liking each other because we're forced proximity. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. But that's a great trope too, though. <laughs> um. I saw this video today, too, and this was on Instagram. Obviously, I've been on social media a lot, but whatever. Um, It was Adele. I mean, she said that she was having a really hard time when she was going through her divorce. And she said that there was like, she was like, I had slept in my clothes for days. This is, I'm like paraphrasing, but she was telling the story about like, she was just a mess. And her friend came over and she was like, it was one of my best friends. And she came in and she said, my husband died get up and she was like she said it took her it took her saying like my husband died you left your husband get up off the couch get a shower we're not doing this let's go out and she said you know it took her to give me some perspective and to like snap me out of that but at the same time like I I listened to it and I was like "Mm." I'm actually gonna tell you something here we go Okay. This was actually a hot button topic on the Real Housewives of New York. Okay. So we okay. have Sonia Morgan from the Morgan family. I'm talking like the Morgan Bank. Okay. So she married like JP Morgan. Morgan. Yes. Yes. JP mm-hmm. fucking Morgan. Mm-hmm. That's who she was married to or whatever. Mm-hmm. They got divorced. There's another housewife, Dorinda Medley. Mm-hmm. Her husband died. Mm-hmm. And they are fighting. They're having this argument, and she's like, "My fucking, hu- my fucking husband died. Mm-hmm. Yours just left you and had a divorce. He's dead." Da, 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 da. And then Bethany Frankel comes on, and she's like, or in the interview, she's like, "You know, to be honest, one is dead. It's it's done. It can't be mm-hmm. undone. While somebody that leaves you, 
-hmm. they're going to go on to be with other people. And you see that and Mm -hmm. it could be attainable, but it's not attainable. Mm -hmm. And that could almost be as torturous if you believe you are still madly in love with them and they want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God, that I don't, that would be rough. Which one would be harder to bear in your heart? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that was, it was a valid point. Like when I was reading through the comments, like after I, I watched the video, I was like, oh, like I, that's, that was a really good fr- thing that the friend did to come and like kind of snap her out of it. But maybe that's what she knew she needed, you know? Yeah. Like, Cause different people respond to different yeah. things. Some people can bust in and be forceful yeah. and it works for them. It works great for them. Mm-hmm. Some people you do that. They're fucking out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they'll just shut down even further. Yeah. Shut down. Like, I would oh, totally great. I'm a piece just of shit. Just shut down. That mm-hmm. would shut me more down. I'd be like out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other people it works for. And I'm guessing her friend knows that. Yeah. And that's what I thought too. Like obviously they're close enough that she could say that and it meant something instead of like invalidating her grief maybe. Yeah. You know, because I could see that too. But like, yeah, when I watched it. I kind of, I didn't really think about it until after it was over. And I was like, Ooh, that is a good thing for her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I just, I wondered about like receiving, you know, that sort of information. Like, how do you think you fall on that? Do you think it's always been that way? Like, like you don't, you know, that sort of tough love thing. No, I don't think tough love works with me. Yeah, yeah. I think I will maybe wiggle around at first, but then I'll retreat. Yeah. I'll end up retreating. In the Mm -hmm. end, I will retreat. Yeah. I don't, like, I was trying to think about, like. When it comes to something, like, big and emotional, but when it comes to things like Mm -hmm. something my mom just has to tell me, Mm -hmm. that I can deal with. I can deal with criticism. Okay. Things like that. Like, I can take that. But if like I was in a depression and somebody came over and snapped, I don't think that that would work. That that would I think that would make. I think that would make me push away from them. Like mm-hmm. I would go running the other way from that person. Yeah, that's what I wonder too. If like it would just make me feel worse in that kind of situation, or put it into perspective, and maybe it would like open my eyes a little bit to really the levity of it, you know, and I remembered, um, the biggest loser, like back in the day when I was on TV, um, there was a lady who had lost her husband and her two kids. And I remember she was on the show and people were just like, how are you still alive? Like, how are you still going? And she said, and I'll never forget it. So wild to me. She said, I made it through the worst day of my life. The day I lost them. She was like, I made it through that. If I can make it through that day without dying, I can make it through any day. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And I have thought about that for probably 10 years. I have thought about that little clip where she said, I made it through the worst day. Yeah. <sighs> Man, it's like that sort of like grief and emotional pain. It, it's wild to me, you know, it, I don't know. It's this is all stemming because probably because I have my period. I'm super emotional this week. But um, we watched the movie Pinocchio the other night. The one by um, Guillermo del Toro, the new one that he did. He took him three years to make it. The movie is entirely stop motion, so it's 
beautiful, but it is very much like the classic Pinocchio tale where it's a little dark, it's a little twisted. There is death at the end. And, um, my, we're all watching it, you know, my husband and my two kids and I'm like sitting beside my eight year old and there's a part in the end spoiler. If you don't want to know anything about it, just keep going. But, um, like there's a part where Pinocchio dies. Mm -hmm. And so, um, my daughter is just like sobbing next to me is she's sobbing and um jiminy cricket has a wish and he wishes for pinocchio to come back alive and he gives up his wish and pinocchio does but he stays alive kind of forever and so pinocchio shows him watching geppetto you know the man that made mm -hmm. him he watches him die and then he eventually watches Jiminy Cricket die. And it's like he has to watch, you know. Everybody die. Yeah, everybody he loves dies. And so, and in the end, he kind of like goes off on his own journey. And they don't really say what happens to him. But it's like, you know, that he's going to go live his life now that he's lost everybody he loves. And like, she's really emotional in the end. And I am too, because it's a really emotional ending. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, she has not experienced, my children have not experienced great loss yet. And I don't know if I'm prepared for that. I, mean, I guess you never are. But, like, my children have never. I mean, by the time I was their age, I had lost grandparents, you know. And they have yet to experience that. And I just wish that I could keep that pain from them, you know. Because, like, she's so sensitive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Like, it's tough, like, even watching, like, the little cricket die and, like, how sad she was. And I was like, but he lived a really good life. He lived to be an old man. And she's like, I know. <laughs> you know? It was so sweet. I Yeah. But I don't know, you know, with grief and stuff like that, there's just not one way to deal with it. And even, you know, Adele saying that and talking about, like, her loss of her relationship versus her you know, best friend that lost her husband and stuff. There's just no, like, there's no formula for how this is going to go down and how someone will deal with it when they're in that situation. You know, like. You never know. I still remember to this day I was watching, because I watch a lot of those true crime detectives. And mm -hmm. he said, the guy's telling his cases. Um, He's a big, huge detective that solved a bunch of crimes. Like, whatever but um he said one time he went over and he was talking to the wife her husband had died and he said the whole time he's sitting there telling her that her husband has died she's cleaning oh, she God. just keeps cleaning mm -hmm. and he's like i found this is weird he's like but as a person that's worked in detective he's like people do weird shit when you tell them somebody they love died abruptly Really? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, and she didn't, they ended up figuring out who did it and she didn't do it, but they, she got, they did an interview with her and she's like, I just had to move. I had to move. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sit still. And I was like, I could see me doing that. Oh yeah. Like immediately pacing. Yes. Like getting up. Mm -hmm. Anytime something like mm -hmm. any, I'm up. I gotta you got to be up. on your feet. You're going to be ready to flight. <laughs> you're going to flight at any second because you're not fighting. <laughs> but. I was like, yeah, it's interesting how everybody responds. You never know how people are going to respond to shit. Mm -hmm. That was kind of a morbid way to like end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to They're going to be happily ever after.
after here in a second. I know they are too, but I do want to say just to end this on a higher note is that if you're the friend that comes in and knows the right type of love to give, whether it's tough or gentle, thank you. Because like when you're down and you're in those moments, that's what you need most is the person that understands how to give you compassion in the best way. So yeah, I mean, think about your that. children. You treat you probably grow at them differently. I know I go at Isabel oh, for sure, and for sure, completely yeah. different my approach mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, yeah. Parenting styles totally different with each of them because they're different people. Different people, and you know it's gonna slide mm-hmm. better across. Yep, not. <laughs> yep, for sure. All right, let's give them the second half. This you're gonna get the second installment of Sulking the Secret Baby. Before that. We have print books. If you want to go check them out, you can enter to win a set or you can go on our website and grab them now as a trilogy. You can buy them individually or as a trio. We'll leave the individual paperbacks up for about a month and then we'll take the individuals down and just leave the trio up. It's just easier for as many paperbacks as we have in shipping costs to do it that way. So there's the Endora Royalty Bundle, which is all of our arranged marriage series. It's in that one bundle. Um, Wintry and Wonderful, there's three like Christmas holiday books that are in that. And then The Princesses, which has been previously in print, but is now available again if you didn't get it the last time. Um, And then make sure to check out the AR Taboo books. We just released a trilogy of those. Um, that'll all be in the show notes as well. And then you can get the Andorra royalty bundle, um, an ebook and the wintry and wonderful an ebook too. And we just had blackmailing the grump released in our troping series, which is what you're listening to now. And we have forbidden, um, stranger that's coming up next. So make sure you check that out. That's so much. That's so much. (laughs) We're going to send you guys in. All right. See you on the other side. Chapter 5 Caroline My body melts into his, and still I can't believe he's here. My heart flutters with excitement, but at the same time tears roll down my cheeks. Colden pulls back, and I watch his eyebrows furrow. Sweetheart. His voice rumbles across my skin but he doesn't loosen his hold on my hair or his tight embrace. How can someone's eyes be filled with both compassion and anger? Don't kiss me like you're sad to see me. Slowly, he begins to run his fingers through my hair, and I want to lean into his touch. I know I've missed him, but seeing him in the flesh makes it ten times worse. I was sure in my mind I made Colden out to be more handsome than he really was. Yet here he stands in all his handsome glory, taking my breath away. Why are you here? He must have found out that I'm pregnant. How did he pull that off unless he got some sly information from his wife? Which is messed up on so many levels. Why am I here? He repeats. And when I step back, he matches it until I'm pinned to the kitchen counter. You left me without a trace. It was a one-night stand, I blurt out, and his nose flares. I can tell he's trying to keep his anger in check, but it's so close to the surface. Why does that turn me on? Stop it, Caroline. He's a married man. He's not mine, and I shouldn't want him. You and I both know that was not a one-night stand. You got my note. It was gone, so I know you saw it. 
I did, I admit. And I was going to call you. You were going to call me? He repeats, but there's an accusatory tone in his voice. What are you, a parrot? Why are you repeating what I say? I huff. I'm the one that gets to be angry here. You can't barge into my home. In fact, I think you should leave. I point toward the door. I'll call the sheriff. Tinsel can't be far. She only left a few minutes ago. What's she gonna do, shoot me with a Nerf gun? Does this town even have jail cells? I think. It might be a break room with vending machines, but Colden doesn't need to know that. He places his hands on either side of the counter, caging me in. What am I going to do with you, Caroline? What the hell does that mean? I lift my hand to smack him, but he easily catches me by the wrist. You'll hurt your hand, he says right before he has the audacity to kiss the center of my palm. Instead of smacking him, I do the next best thing I can think of. I try to knee him in the balls, but once again, he's too quick. Of course he is. You have to be one smooth operator to be hooking up with some random woman the night before your wedding, then plan to hook up with her again after it's over. What you're going to do with me is leave me alone. I raise my chin, trying to be strong. I don't want him to know how much he affects me. If he knew, I'd be done for. You've been left alone for months, sweetheart. Time's up. Time's up. Now who's repeating whom? I glare at him. I wasn't done with you. Oh, you needed another couple of fucks? Colden releases his hold on my wrist and scowls. We might have done our share of fucking, but I made love to you the first time. We both know it. His voice softens, and my eyes start to water again. I drop my head as tears begin to stream down my face. He did make love to me, and I dream of that night so often. It was magical, but now the memory is awful. I can't do this right now, I whisper. Colden's hand comes to my chin to make me look back up at him. Tell me you didn't feel it between us and I'll walk out that door and you'll never see me again. I open my mouth to say exactly that, but he doesn't give me a chance. That's a lie. I'll spend the rest of my life trying to get you to see that you're meant to be mine. How can you say that? I shout. I'm so mad at him, even though he's the reason I have this baby in my belly. Plus, he says the sweetest stuff, and I don't understand any of it. I must have pregnancy brain along with a giant dose of hormones. How can I not say that? You can call me crazy all you want, but I knew the second I saw you that you'd be mine. All that bullshit about love at first sight isn't bullshit after all. He mutters the last part. I was done for, Caroline. A single glance and I knew you would be my whole world. But then you left, I remind him. It would have been one thing if he had a change of heart and called his wedding off. It would have been terrible, but people can't help what they fall in love with. But that's not what happened. He walked out and went on to marry her. I was coming back. I had no choice, I had to go. You had no choice, I scoff. I try to push on his chest, needing to get away from him. The smell of him alone is reminding my body of the night we shared. Desire is pooling inside of me, and it's messed up because he's married. 
I'm not going to be your mistress. Now move, I say more forcefully. He actually stumbles back a step and I slip out from between him and the counter to try and make my escape. Where the hell am I going? It's my own house, a small one at that. But I need to breathe for a second. A second later, he follows me into the living room. You think I'm married? He holds up his hand that's bare of a ring. Not having a ring on your finger proves nothing. If you were my wife, that ring would never leave my finger. Nor would mine leave yours. His tone leaves no room for disagreement. You're a crazy person, you know that? If I'm crazy, you made me that way. I've been going insane since you left. My whole office hates me. No one can bear to be around me because I've turned into an insane zombie. Maybe you're just an asshole, I smirk. Don't push it. I'm on edge and I'm itching to take it out on that lush ass of yours. Are you saying I'm fat? I hiss. I'm not gonna lie, sweetheart, I remember every inch of you. Right now you look fuller and I'm not complaining about it one bit. He licks his lips like he's thinking about getting his hands and mouth on me. That's because I'm pregnant, you asshole. I say it to be mean, but the jerk freaking smiles. A full-on giant smile that stretches wide and proud. Maybe it's not yours. I try again, because I want to make him mad and it's not working. Doesn't matter, it's mine now. My mouth falls open, and it's a moment before I can speak again. You really are crazy. It's probably why your wife divorced you already. Now he's the one that stares at me as if I've lost my mind. Chapter six, Colden. Wife, I'm sure I didn't hear her correctly. Yeah, wife, what do you think, I'm stupid? I was there, Colden. Her voice cracks when she says my name, and I take a step closer. I was the one that made the dress for your wife on her wedding day. I saw you outside her bridal suite, don't try and deny it. Caroline, that was, don't lie to me. Look, I don't care how you found me, but I want you to leave. The baby and I can take care of ourselves. Like hell you can. I could never be with someone who would do that to a woman. She keeps cutting me off and I can't get a word in edgewise. I could never do that to another woman, no matter what I felt for you. Caroline, I bark, but she starts to interrupt me again and I've had enough of this nonsense. Fine, we'll do it my way. What? She squeals as I scoop her up in my arms and carry her through the small sitting room and down the hall to the back of the house. Put me down, you big brute. Brute? Who even uses that word? I shake my head as I walk into her bedroom and ignore her slapping my chest. Stop it or you'll stress out the baby. She goes instantly limp in my arms like she didn't think about that before now. Much better. Now I want you to sit here and listen to me, all right? I don't want to hear anything you've got to say. She sighs as I place her on the end of the bed and step back to take my shoes off. What are you doing? She eyes me skeptically as I toe off one and then the other. You listen better when we're naked. My hands go to my belt and she holds her hands up. No, I won't have sex with a married man, 
even if I'm carrying his baby. Bending down, I take her chin gently but firmly in my hand and look straight into her eyes. I'm not married. I wasn't engaged when I met you, and I didn't get married after we met. I know you think you saw me, but right now I need you to shut that beautiful mouth of yours and take your fucking clothes off. You didn't? She looks right back at me, and for the first time I see hesitation there. But I looked out the peephole. That wasn't me, sweetheart. I'd never do that to a woman I cared about. Now take your clothes off. I drop my belt to the floor and then go for the buttons of my shirt. She hesitates for a second. Then as if coming to a conclusion, she pulls at the oversized sweatshirt she's got on and tosses it next to my things. She's left in a thin bralette and shorts that are barely covering her ass. Fuck, she looks better than every memory I have of her. My shirt joins hers and then I kick off my pants next. When I'm in front of her and only boxer briefs, I slide my hand around her waist and move her to the middle of the bed so I can hover over her. My eyes never leave hers as I touch her waist and then slide my hand over her belly where I can feel her baby bump. The day I left that hotel room was my brother's wedding day. Her eyes widen a little and before she can speak, I place a finger over her lips. My twin brother's wedding day. Realization dawns on her, and I feel her inhale as she understands her mistake. Millie is his wife, the one you made the wedding dress for. Oh my God. Bending down, I kiss the hollow of her neck as my hand on her belly rubs back and forth. It was fate that brought us together that day. My lips move lower until I kiss the lace of her bralette. And yet somehow you thought I would leave you alone in my bed to go get married? I shake my head as I pull her cup down and then lick over her tight nipple. Like I could ever look at another woman after tasting this. My mouth moves to her other nipple and she moans as her fingers dive into my hair. Her back arches and her legs spread as she finally gives in to the pleasure and that indescribable pull between us. Golden. I'm so sorry I ran, I didn't know. When I suck one nipple into my mouth, she cries out. You are so stubborn, I tease, kissing my way down to her belly. Thank goodness I'm here to talk some sense into your mom, I say to the bump that holds my baby. I place a kiss on it and then rub my nose across the soft skin. The knowledge of everything I'm getting hits me and I feel my eyes sting with unshed tears. Not only did I find Caroline, but our baby too, and I couldn't be happier. Kissing lower, I tug at the little shorts she's got on until she slides them down her legs so I can lick her pussy. I'm impatient as she does it, and I lick her all over until I can push her knees wide and get my tongue in her. She's so fucking soft and sweet as I bury my face in her wet heat and make her come. Holy shit, she calls out, her fingers clawing the sheets. More, I moan, thinking of all the nights I laid awake and dreamed of this. More. Her pussy rubs up and down my face as I suck her clit. She's so easy to get off now, 
and I wonder if it's because she's pregnant. Just knowing I put a baby in her makes me harder than I've ever been. I bred her, and now she's mine forever. Golden, she breathes, her thighs shaking. Inside me. Her words are broken as she reaches for me. Now. I was so consumed with just eating her pussy that the thought of putting my dick in her wasn't even on my radar. Now that she's told me what she wants, that's all I can think of. Sitting up, I push down the front of my soaked boxer briefs, and my straining cock springs free. The skin around my dick is tight as I grab the base and slide the tip between her folds. The V that leads to my cock is flexing as I slide my hard length into her. I can't look away as inch after inch sinks into her soft pussy. And I moan at the feeling of her pretty little cunt squeezing me. Look at that, I say as I brush my thumb over her clit. Her eyes move to where we're connected, and it's perfect. Just like it was every time before. Mine. I push in a little more and grind against her. Yours. She moans and reaches for me. I can't put all of my weight on her because of the baby. But as I thrust, she raises her hips to meet them. It's going to be quick. I say through gritted teeth, and I feel her clench around me. She slides over the veiny ridges of my shaft, and in a few quick strokes, she's coming around me. With the pulse of her pussy, I can't hold back any longer, and I give myself over to the pleasure. Thrusting as deep as I can go, I empty myself into her with a roar of relief and all-consuming love. That's what I feel for Caroline in the depths of my soul. Chapter 7 Caroline This time when I wake up instead of a note, Colden is in bed with me. He's staring right at me and I reach over and run my fingers through his hair. It's a tad longer than I remember. What are you doing? My voice is scratchy and I barely have my eyes open. He wore me out last night. All the sex, feeding me dinner, him making me rest in the tub or on the sofa while we watched holiday movies. Most of his eating was between my legs. I don't know if it's because it's been so long or my hormones are all over the place, but he could get me off over and over way too easily. This was not how I thought the rest of my year would go. But I think this is going to end up being the best Christmas of my life. All I've ever wanted was a family of my own. And I'm finally getting that. Just looking at you. He leans over and presses his mouth against mine in a soft kiss. I finally found you. And I was scared I was going to wake up without you. Well, this is my house. I can't just leave you in it, I tease. He smiles, but I still feel terrible about how things went down. I was going to call at some point, but I was so heartbroken. Every time I started to, I chickened out. I was so worried about what your response would be or what I even wanted it to be. I'm not mad, sweetheart. It would have killed me if I thought you were married to another man. Scratch that. I would have killed him, so I understand. He runs his hand across my stomach. He's been doing it a lot. 
What are we having? I'm sorry. My eyes start to fill with tears. Are you that upset about the sex of the baby? His eyes widen, and it's adorable how he gets a panicked expression when my eyes start to water. No, it's just that you should have been there when I found out. It's a boy. Don't cry. He kisses my cheeks, and the morning scruff of his beard tickles my skin. I'll be there for all the other times because I'm not missing anything. I'm going to be glued to your ass. I let out a laugh thinking about that. Well, it sounds sweet, it also sounds like an accident waiting to happen. My stomach makes a loud growl, and heat rushes to my face. And <laughs> that's what makes you blush? Colden's deep, rich laugh fills my small home. We need to go get you real food. Cupcakes and cookies aren't going to cut it. Hey, Frosty has the best cupcakes in the state. I defend my cousin. Does she have any real food over there? He pulls me to sit up on the side of the bed. Yeah, she has some really good breakfast croissant sandwiches. My stomach growls again, thinking about them alone. Don't worry, I'll feed you. Colden leans down and kisses my baby bump. And tears once again fill my eyes. Babe, you can't cry on me all the time. You'll kill me. It's happy tears. It doesn't count. I sniffle. Fine, happy tears we can do. He pulls me to a standing position and then leads me to the bathroom, where we shower together. I think I should get to shower you each morning to make up for lost time. He massages my scalp, like I'm about to complain. We might need a bigger shower, I point out. I have a cute claw tub and a tiny shower in my bathroom. It's a tight fit and my stomach is only going to get bigger, and Colden is already a giant. Colden's fingers soon slip between my thighs. I grip his shoulders as he strums my clit and gets me off. My knees give out when the orgasm hits me, but I don't fall because Colden is there holding me close. We'll get a bigger space soon. At the moment, I kind of enjoy that you can't get far from me. He jokes, then it dawns on me. He's not from Troping. His life is in the city. In fact, I know he owns a very successful company there because Missy mentioned that her fiance and his brother owned a company together. The woman threw money around for the wedding like it was confetti. When we're done, Colden pulls me out of the shower and dries my hair and body for me. I'm going to go grab my bag. I'll be right back. Bag? Yeah, I packed a bag. It's in my car. He drops a kiss on the top of my head before he's heading out of the bedroom, having only pulled his pants on. Oh gosh, a half-naked man leaving my house to go grab a bag from his car is going to be the talk of the town. By the time I'm done getting dressed, Colden is back with his bag, and my phone is about to buzz off my nightstand. Yep, they're already gossiping. Two people threw snowballs at me, Colden says, as he laughs and looks over his shoulder. You don't look like you have snow on you. I look over his bare chest. I ducked. I snort a laugh, putting my hand over my mouth. Others glared at me in the sheriff is parked down the road. Great, now you're really not going to want to live in troping, I sigh. 
I suppose a dress shop might do better in the city, but stop. Colden cuts me off. We're not going anywhere. Really? Really, he reassures me. I love you, Caroline. You want to be here, and that means I want to be here. I melt into him. Could this man be more perfect? I love you too, I say. And he kisses me like we've been apart for years. I have a feeling we're going to end up at the courthouse at some point today. Besides, I love how protective this town seems to be over you. This is the kind of place I want to raise our kids. Kids? There's only one baby currently in the oven. I point to my stomach. Well, after this one, there will be another. A girl with your eyes. I open my mouth and then close it, unsure how to respond to that. We're staying. We'll build a house or find something here. It might be fun to try and outdo the guy's house that owns the resort. That's the sheriff's man. Even better, he smirks. I think Colden is going to fit into troping better than I thought. Epilogue. Colden. Christmas Eve many years later. No, I say as I grip my teeth and hold tightly to her hips. Harder, Colden. Caroline is panting as she tries to rock her hips and take more of me. Please. No. I shake my head and then I have to look away. The sight of her like this is too much and I'll lose control. She's been teasing me all day. And finally, after we got the kids to sleep, I came in here and she was naked. With that look in her eyes, I know all too well. The problem is that she's nine months pregnant and is due any second. If she's on track with our other kids, then she'll be right on time. I know what she's doing, and it's driving me insane. This might be the last time. She whines, and then she reaches between her legs. I can't look away as her fingers slide between her wet folds, and she begins to rub her pretty clit. God damn it, Caroline. I grab her wrist and then pin it to the mattress. That's it. She moans and rocks her hips. No. She's making it harder for me to hold back. I promise I won't go into labor. Her eyes find mine, and I hate denying her. I love you, baby. Fuck me harder. My cock swells, and she clenches around it. I'm not going to last. I try to slow down, but I've lost the control in this situation, and she knows it. With a groan, I slam into her and she moans loudly. Thank God I had them install noise-canceling sheetrock when we built this house. I've held back as long as I could, and now my dick has taken over. It's a pounding rhythm as I throw my head back and revel in the feel of her. This is sweaty and raw. Damn, does it feel good to fuck my wife. Ever since the moment I got her back, it's been like this nonstop which is the reason we've got baby number six on the way. Breeding her has always been my most favorite thing. And when she's pregnant, somehow her pussy is even wetter. I can't get enough, and it's so easy to make her come. It's like her body is rewarding me for putting babies in her. My cock aches as I thrust with abandon now. And when I feel her come around it, I bottom out.
With my dick as deep as it can go, I grind against her and pump the lust of my cum into her sweet little cunt. I can feel the sweat dripping down my back as I slowly pull out and lower her legs to the bed. She's smiling, but I worry she's too hot. So I scoop her up in my arms and carry her to the bathroom with me. Why can't you just let me go to sleep? She pretends to complain as I start to set her on her feet. Because I know you, and I know you like to be clean when you go to sleep. I kiss the top of her head before I step into the shower and turn on the water. I've got my hand under the stream waiting for it to warm up when I hear Caroline say something behind me. What was that, sweetheart? I say before turning to face her. There she stands with her mouth open and a shocked expression on her face. It takes me a second before I look down and see that her water is broken. We're old pros at this point, so I know not to freak out. But when I see the sheepish look she gives me, I raise an eyebrow. What did I tell you? I say because I have to get my dig in. It's not like it was my fault. She glances down at my cock that is still full and pointing at her. Tell that to Dr. Laura, I say. I turn off the water and scoop her up in my arms once more. Good thing she's on call tonight. She was the one that bet we'd have a Christmas Eve baby. I should have listened to her. Because clearly your husband doesn't know what he's talking about. Caroline smacks my chest playfully as we go into the closet and grab the go bag along with some comfortable clothes for her to put on. Should we wake your parents? She asks as I make her sit in the chair so I can put her shoes on for her. My parents are already here and sleeping in the guest wing of the house. We alternate years with my twin brother's family so that we can share Christmas morning with them too. I knew that Caroline would be due any day now and gave them the heads up. I'll send them a text when we get to the hospital. I told them when they went to bed that tonight was the night. Caroline huffs and I smirk. You think I don't know my wife? The woman who has already had five of my children and is the love of my life? She softens a little and I lean up to kiss her. Now let's get you out of here before the contractions start. On cue, she puts her hand on her stomach and begins to groan. Damn it, I hate when you're right. Too bad for you, I'm never going anywhere. Even if you try to run, I'll hunt you down again and again. I'm counting on it, she says, before I hold her in my arms, and we begin a new chapter of our life together. This has been Stalking the Secret Baby by Alexa Riley, read for you by Allie Piper. Carol makes dresses for a living, and the night before a big wedding, she meets the man of her dreams. One passionate evening changes her life. Only it turns out the man of her dreams isn't who he claimed to be. Off to troping she runs with a secret she isn't ready to share. Colden had the greatest night of his life with a woman he knew was the one. But when he comes back and finds his bed empty, his world falls apart. For months he's been searching for her, and now he's finally found her. Warning. Secrets can't keep entroping, especially with the hero determined to find the love that ran away. Mistaken identity? Secret baby? We've got the best of both worlds in this quick holiday love story.
Welcome back. Welcome back, lady listeners. Thank you so much to Alexa Riley for bringing us <laughs> Talking the Secret Lady this week. <laughs> we have got one more book before the end of the year, and it is, drumroll, it's Toasty. We've actually played it like way back in the day on um, the podcast. But we thought we would just throw it up and just in put one it on one episode. So next week, go ahead. It's like a wintry or fall, I don't know, like a warm, fuzzy book you can listen to while you're packing stuff or wrapping, yeah, wrapping stuff. presents. Or running errands because yeah. it's just going to be like an hour or two. And yeah. I'll be and happily ever after. All and no cut off. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll be done. So, and then that's it for the end of the year. So we'll see you next week. But, you know, don't get comfortable. <laughs> tell them what to do fuck your day up make sure your bitch don't be a dick bye guys bye read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me